Welcome to another episode of Lead, Love, Thrive, a personal growth podcast designed to help Christ followers overcome their inner obstacles so they can confidently stand in their God-given gifts, step into their God-given power, and thrive as they fulfill their God-given potential, purpose, and destiny. I'm your host and chief cheerleader, Radhika Cruz, and it's my hope that today's episode will encourage and equip you with the insight and tools you need for overcoming every obstacle that's keeping you stuck from becoming and fulfilling every great thing God has purposed for you to do and become. What's up, friend? I hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Listen, I wanted to do something a little bit different. I was sitting here writing out my notes for this week's blog post, and I just thought I'd come to you all via audio so you can hear my voice and hear it raw <laughs> and unedited, I guess. Um, and honestly, I'm just tired, y'all. It's, it's going on 10 o'clock, and um, I actually really want to go to bed, but I wanted to share with you what I have been thinking about all week long and it's the life of Moses and Gideon. So Lord, help me to deliver this so that it encourages and blesses your people. (laughs) Get my thoughts together, Jesus. Amen. And so what I wanted to talk about is when you are called, when you have been chosen by God and he sends you out to do something that you doubt that you're able to do. You know, when we look, I'm going to be reading from Exodus when it comes to Moses's life in Exodus chapter three and Gideon in the book of Judges chapter six. And so there's so many similarities y'all that I discovered as I was reading over these uh, stories of these men in the Bible. And, you know, I just want to share those commonalities with you. And then also um, just see where the Lord leads this conversation. How about that y'all? Okay. This is, this is just like me sitting here talking to you. If you, if you were in my house. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing I noticed in both of these stories is that God shows up to both Moses and Gideon and says, I am sending you. He tells Moses in chapter three of Exodus verse nine and 10, it is time for you to go back. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the people of Israel out of Egypt. And then we also see that he tells Gideon, you know, I'm sending you to save Israel from Midian. Haven't I just sent you? And what I find interesting is that Moses and Gideon both question God. They come back and say, Moses says in chapter three, verse 11 of Exodus, why me? What makes you think I could ever go to Pharaoh and lead the children of Israel out of Egypt? And then Gideon says the same thing, basically. In Judges chapter 6, verse 15, he says, Me, my master, how and with what could I ever save Israel? And then he goes on to say, Look at me. My clan's the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the runt of the litter. You know, Moses also said, Look at me. When I turn to Exodus chapter 6, in verse 30, Moses says to God, Look at me. I stutter. Why would Pharaoh listen to me? And, you know, I find it interesting that both of these guys were so focused on themselves. It was almost as if they looked at their weaknesses um, and identified with it so much that it became their identity. They both expressed their weaknesses. You know, we go, we go on a read in Exodus chapter six and Moses just kept coming back to God with, how do you expect Pharaoh to listen to me? I stutter, you know, and he's telling him, I think in chapter four, he says, I don't master. I don't talk well. I've never been good with words. I've never been, neither been before nor after you spoke to to me. I stutter 
and stammer. And God tells him, I made your mouth. <laughs> I made you, but I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to speak through you. I'm going to teach you step by step. You know, Gideon, he's all caught up in, you know, I'm, I'm the runt of the litter. I'm the weakest. And they both doubt um, what they're able to do because their eyes were on themselves, their weaknesses, their inadequacies, their insecurities, and their feelings of inferiority before God. They were self-focused rather than God-focused, you know, and they, they questioned and they doubted. And they both asked God, how in the world can I fulfill this assignment? Don't you see me? Don't you know? I, I'm not that good. <laughs> I'm not a good speaker. I'm weak. I'm the runt. Why me? You know? And it's interesting because in both of these stories, we see in Judges chapter chapter six, where Gideon says, look at me, God, I'm, I'm the weakest. I'm the runt. And Moses again says it as well. You know, look at me. He tells him, you know, why I stutter. And it's so interesting where they are fixing their eyes on themselves. And then what we see in Exodus chapter seven, verse one, God tells Moses, look at me. I'll make you a God to Pharaoh and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. And he tells him, I will be with you. He also says the same thing to Gideon. Not only did he send them and call them, but he promised to be with them. It is God's power that's going to perform the miracles and wonders through them. Because we know it's not by our might or not by our power, but it's by God's spirit. So you can check that out in Judges 7 and Exodus 7, where he says, okay, when they're questioning him, when they're saying, God, um, what makes you think I can do this? He says, I will be with you. He tells that to both Moses and Gideon. When they say, you know, when they begin to come with all of their doubt and all of their questions and you know, another thing that I noticed about these two men is that God tells them some of the very same things. I'm going to be with you. You know, um, I will do this great work. And it's almost as if God's parenting both of them. And he tells them what to, what to do step by step. He tells that specifically to Moses. But when you read in, in Gideon, uh, Gideon's story in Judges chapter six, we see consistently where God says to him, God said to Gideon, God said to Gideon, God said to Gideon, God said to Gideon, God told Gideon. So we see that every step of the way he told Moses what to do. This is what you're going to do for this plague. This is what you're going to do. Throw down your staff. This is what you're going to tell Pharaoh. He tells Gideon the same thing. This is what you're going to do. You're going to get these 300 men. You're going to get up. You're going to go down to the camp, right? You are going to divide them into three companies, you know, and he just tells them what to do step by step. You know, he tells them, get you a trumpet, get you an empty jar, get you a torch in the jar, you know, and it's so very specific. And I just love how God tells him, you know, I'm with you and I'm going to lead you step by step and how I just look at this and I see that God chooses two very insecure men who were so focused on their insecurities and their feelings of inferiority before God, yet God still chose them to perform miracle signs and wonders. He chose them to fulfill his purposes, even through their insecurities and feelings of inferiority. He spoke to their doubt, their fear and insecurities by declaring their divine greatness, power, and potential. You know, he told Moses in Exodus chapter seven, verse one, I will make you as a God to Pharaoh. And he told Gideon, you will defeat Midian as one man. And he also calls Gideon a mighty warrior. 
Gideon didn't see himself as a mighty warrior. Moses didn't see himself as a leader. He said, look, I can't even speak that good. I stutter. I stammer. You want me to lead these people? I can't even talk right. And I just am so amazed at God's goodness and his love. And even when we say, God, look at me, I'm a mess. I'm unskilled. I'm, I'm a weakling, you know, I'm the runt of the litter. Like, do you see me? (laughs) And, and we get our eyes so fixed on our weaknesses and our inabilities and we lose sight of an all powerful and all sufficient God here, Moses and Gideon, they were criticizing themselves. They lacked confidence and they were fearful. And in essence, they claimed their weaknesses as their identity instead of God as their identity. And I just want to encourage you today. I don't know what you are looking at for your identity. I don't know where God is sending you or what he's telling you to do, where you're maybe questioning God saying, God, why me? How can you do this through little old me with all of my weaknesses, with all of my inadequacies and all of my insecurities? You know, I just pray and encourage you to get your eyes on God. It is his power. He says that He promises to be with you just as he was with Moses and Gideon and he taught them step by step. He is with you and will teach you what you need to do step by step for the service or the mission that he has called you and anointed you to do. God sent both of them to lead people out of some type of slavery and bondage. And you know what? We're no different. We are to be leaders for Christ. We are to be light in dark places. We are to be advocates. We are to use our voice as as the very oracle of God. We are his ambassadors. We are his representatives called to go forth into the world and declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so I say to you, be God focused and not self-focused. Don't look at your weaknesses, your inabilities, what you think you can't do and unable to do. Look at what God can do. Look at who you are in him, mighty warrior. Look at who you are. You are a representative of God on this earth. You are a leader. You are an ambassador. God has handpicked handpicked each and every one of us to be his representatives, to be his ambassadors. That means we are called to be leaders, to be light, to be salt, to bring hope into this dying world. And God promises to never leave us or forsake us. He promises to be with us. He wants to perform his miracles and his purposes through you. Yes, that means including through your feelings of insecurity, through your feelings of inferiority, through your weaknesses. And he, it's so interesting because he uses the very areas of our lives where we feel the most inadequate. That's where he chooses to glorify his self because That's where we are most strong in our weaknesses, because we know just like with Gideon, he told him, listen, I need you to cut this army down. You have too many men because I need the army to be small because if it's too large, they're going to take all the credit and they're going to say that they did it themselves. You can read that in Judges chapter seven. And that's so like us. If we were to use all of the gifts and the greatness that we are in and of ourselves, we, want, we would take all the credit. We wouldn't give God the credit for the miracles and the goodness um, and the, the wonders that he wants to do. He wants to work through our weaknesses. And so embrace your weaknesses. See them as your greatest gift because that is when God's grace abounds the most in our weakness. 
And so listen, I just want you to know, I just want to encourage you. Like God called them and said, I'm sending you. Don't question. Don't ask me. Don't, don't, don't say, why me, God? Oh, I don't. And make all these excuses. That's when we get our eyes on ourselves. But get your eyes on God. Know that it is through him. He wants to work through you, but it is his power and his, his spirit that will help you, that will equip you to do what he is sending you out to do. So be strong in the Lord, be courageous, be confident, knowing that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Know that he is the one that fights your battles and know that if he has called you, he has equipped you with everything you need through his spirit to do the impossible. So know that he's with you. Know that he's going to teach you step by step. He's not going to forsake you and you will lead strong. You will go out and do great and amazing things through the power of God. Don't let doubt, don't let fear, don't let your insecurities and your weaknesses cause you to fix your eyes on yourself. Fix your eyes on God, his unlimited power, his unlimited might, because he is working for you and he will cause all things, even in your weaknesses, to work together for your good. So listen, I don't know. I hope this made some sense to y'all out there today. I'm going to just be honest. I'm just sharing from my heart and really not any notes per se, but I just want you to know, don't be like Gideon and Moses who said, look at me, look at all my mess ups, look at all my failures, get your eyes on God. Like he told Moses, look at me, look at what I am going to do in you and through you through my spirit. Look at me. I will make you. And so I just want to encourage you with this last. I know I said I was going to stop, but I'm just going to end right here and say, just like God told Moses, look at God and he will make you. He will make you into all that you need to be for his glory and for his honor. So be blessed. That's my thought for this week. I hope it encourages you. I hope you feel motivated. I hope you feel your heart is full of God confidence to go out there, be his ambassador, knowing that with God, all things are possible. Take care. Talk to you next time. And let me know if this encouraged you. I'd love to hear from you. See you next time. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I hope you feel encouraged and inspired, empowered, and equipped with the tools you need for stepping into your God-given power so you can, with God confidence, fulfill your unique purpose and destiny. Until next time, remember to lead your thoughts, your actions, and your emotions according to God's word. Love God, yourself, and others on purpose, and make daily decisions to thrive in every area of your life. And listen, if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, would you please take a minute to subscribe and rate and review it on iTunes? And would you even share it with your friends on social media? This will help me to reach and encourage more people like you who want to live a life that thrives with more peace, with more joy, with more confidence, with more faith, and with more power. Once again, thanks so much for listening and talk to you next time.